This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. $2 out here. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome back to the official Red Sox podcast Inside the Monster with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. Joey, the Red Sox just finished off a gentleman's sweep. That is what they did in Anaheim. They gave the Angels a game in Game 4, which was very generous of them to do. We can't Mm -hmm. forget that the Red Sox are a bunch of nice guys. We talked about that early in the year. There's really no no bad apples on this club. Mm-hmm. And they decided, you know what? 14 straight losses is enough. It's been long enough. You got Shohei on the mound. We'll even rest Trevor Story and Xander Bogats and let you guys finally get your first win in two weeks. Shout out to the Red Sox for being a kind team and letting that happen. Absolutely. What 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 a generous move. I will say it's kind of the exact opposite of a gentleman's sweep, though. A gentleman's sweep traditionally is, you know, you win the first game or you lose the first game and then you win the rest of them. But but besides that, besides semantics, yes, great. I don't feel great. Is that definitely a gentleman's sweep? That's is absolutely there, is there a gentleman's specific, sweep. There's specific rules to it. I always just assume yeah. it's like, yeah, you let you let them get one. Not not really you know, caring when it happens. No, I, th- I thought it was like, hey, you can have the first one, and then we actually sweep you. Then it's four in a row. Uh, Let me see. Well, traditionally, you know, it's you know, the playoff series that we're. It's when the opposing about, team you know wins one game, and then the winning team wins four uh, four in a row. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So I, it's, I, I'm st- I'm just gonna. Hey, you know what? I'm calling this a gentleman's sweep, Joey. I'm just gonna do it because you can call it, it an inside-out purple hat. It's they're both incorrect <laughs> this things. This was to an inside-out purple hat yeah. win for the Red Sox. So <laughs> it's it's the concept that matters. It's yeah. Sox got what is normally an MLB sweep of three games, and they gave the Angels one gentleman's sweep. There we go. It feels a little weird to come into a series win after a loss. You know what I mean? A series win episode after a loss, but this one didn't feel heartbreaking it was just a just a tough one just one that didn't go your way but like you said you sad xander you sad story you brought in sawamora in a one-run game it was one that you weren't uh you know chomping at the bit to try to squeak out at the end it felt like you know and let's be honest i mean these games over the course of the year they happen alex core has talked about this a lot where they're going to find times to rest guys. And JD's going to get, I mean, I know he played today, but JD's going to get days off. He has gotten days off. Xander's going to be off. Devers is going to have some off. Story's going to have some off. And that's just kind of how it goes. So they're putting this team in a position to be as healthy as possible by September, by October. And Joey, I got to say, you finally, finally, the Red Sox, I don't want to say the luxury, but they have the capability of being able to do this and not kind of look foolish where you still really need these wins. It's like, okay, you have the third wild card spot. Obviously, at the beginning of the year, you're not striving to get the last wild card spot, but you're at least at the start of June, first, what, 10 days of June here. Mm-hmm. You're in postseason position. You're playing a lot of games in a row here. Get some guys off their feet. I understand it. Is it something that I would do if I was the manager? No, but I would be one of the worst managers of all time. So that doesn't really matter. You try to Cora field the team very of nine nomars. 
Eight, well, nine yeah. Nomars or nine guys that have been in the home run derby, which Nomar was in the home run derby. So that would work out really well. Nomar had one of the, the toughest home run derby outings there at Fenway. I think he had two bombs. More than Sosa, who only had one that year. Um, but I, I understand. I understand not playing Xander, not playing Story. You're going up against Shohei. The Angels have lost 14 games in a row. And let's be honest, though, you still had a chance to win this game. This was still a winnable game. You had a 2-1 score. I know you talk about Sawamura coming in mm-hmm. kind of in a negative light, but I was ready to tweet out standing ovation gift for Hirokazu because that was almost an incredible act to get out of that inning when Pavetta walks the first two guys. Sawamura gets two outs, two strikes, leaves one up. Honestly, didn't even leave it up. Left it in the middle of the zone, and it just got crushed. And it was a three-run homer, mm-hmm. and the game was over right then. I, I know the Sox right. added another run, but that was it. That was the game. No, a hundred percent. I don't know, man. I I get nervous every time Sawamura uh, throws any ball, <laughs> especially when there's contact. I mean that that dribbler that went to third base. I mean it bounced, it hit the ground four feet in front of home, and still the moment. There was contact. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I mean, it was a chop. It was a which, swing. Which down. one are you talking about? And I was still uh, the grounder to Devers. Grounder to Devers from Sawa. I don't even know if I remember that. No, I it thought was, you were talking about I mean, the, was, um, the the dribbler down uh, the first baseline, which was now, trouble. Oh, you're talking or about it was, the, it was uh, what the, the bunt? bunt by Wade? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Tyler Wade, like by cheating, the way, doesn't it? That feels like. Like a, a, a the biggest loophole thing of all time to be like, wait, just don't touch it. You know what I mean? It's like no, one I of know. those like technically It know. is it is absolutely one of those like, you know, slide the glasses up your nose, like actually if you let it go foul, Hirakazu, then you get a free strike. Like that's really what it is. But mm-hmm. um it is funny watching those plays. It happened twice in this series. There was one earlier I thought it was funny where Vasquez just kicks the ball. The second it was like foul, he just booted it towards the Angels dugout like, get this the hell out of here. But you don't even look at it like you forget about it when it's happening in real time because you're like, field the ball, get him out, get him out. And then it just goes foul and you're like, all right, you're good. But yeah, Sawman almost got out of that. He almost got out of that. He almost got out of that and Red Sox would have still had a chance. But again, it's my version of a gentleman's sweep. Sox take three out of four in Anaheim. They've lost one game now in all of June. The team is buzzing. I'd say buzzing light because now – let me do some calculations real quick, Joey. I meant to do this before, but now mm. I'm going to do it live. Do they some calculations. Scored. I'm interested to see why you think they're buzzing light and not buzzing. I mean, I guess that they are coming they off of a loss They scored two and a half runs a game in this series. So sure. when you win two games one to nothing, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little – it's it's buzzy light to me. If you're mm-hmm. it's buzzy light, yeah. Like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be, you know, winning one run games but putting up five, six, seven runs, it's a mm-hmm. little bit different. So offense obviously wasn't what guided them for the whole series. If anything, it was the starters and right. the look on Pavetta's face. I know we want to talk Nick real quick. Mm-hmm. The look on it. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll I'll give you the floor here, but the look on Nick Pavetta's face which is so relatable to starters when you come out of a game and you still have some ducks in the pond, some guys you're responsible for, was exactly, I think, what every starter wants to do when the other guy gives up a bomb but normally doesn't do. But Pavetta yeah. just puts his head down at the end of the dugout. is like, come on. Yeah, you can but hear I, I the groan. You can hear the... I know. Ugh. But, he, hey, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. We've always loved that about Nick. But it was funny seeing the replay. And I could have assumed as much, too. When when Sawman gives up the three-run homer, I'm like, I don't even have to see Pavetta. I know he's going to be very upset in the dugout, and he was. But, yeah, your, yeah. your thoughts on, on Nicky Smooches, who almost goes five with two earned, ends up being five with four earned. I mean, maybe, that, that, maybe that's just how they do it in Canada, dude. I don't know. But he does not hold back. He had that big, grown head drop after the Sawa bomb. He also had a great yell, if I don't. If I can say so myself, after the second inning, he got out of that bases loaded jam. He might be the most the most emotive guy on this team. Period. You see him once every five days, and he still, I think, surpasses just about everybody on this team with how expressive he is with his with his face, even when he's not yelling. You know, a tough call. Yeah. He gives this look to the ump like he starts to turn back to the rubber, and he looks back over his shoulder with this like, "Come on, 
Yeah. Don't don't let me down here. It's like he's issuing a warning to home. He is uh he is <laughs> quite the intimidating guy, dude. Yeah. I think he Nick Pavetta, what I love about him is that every pitch to him matters. And I I know for all the starters they'll say that that's the case, like, oh, every pitch matters. But with Pavetta, it genuinely seems like he's trying to spot literally everything. He's like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna try to throw the curve. And the goal of this pitch is to graze the top of the zone. Mm -hmm. And if the ump doesn't call it, I'm going to stare at him and say, what the hell was that? And do I recommend the starters do this? No, this is not a good idea to be showing up the ump in the second (laughs) inning. But that's what Nick Pavetta does. And that's what he's always done. So it's it's hard to get upset at him when that's just his game. You can see, if you watch Pavetta starts closely, and I'll, I'll give credit to Nesson, which is not something a lot of people have been saying recently, but I'll, I'll give credit to them for showing Pavetta a lot during his starts on the mound. A lot of, a lot of in-between pitches, you can just kind of see the gears turning in his head where he's like, all right, he didn't bite on that. Let me try to throw this here. Okay, the ump's giving me a couple inches off the plate to the left. Let me try to hit that again. And he's really a pitch-by-pitch pitcher mm-hmm. where some of these other guys are rhythm pitchers where it's just kind of like, all right, boom, 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 let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pavetta's not like that. He, he literally lives and dies on every pitch. And that's what I like the most about him. And the home run to Otani is what it is. I don't it's even Otani. really count. I don't count those. It's like, it, it, And that's from Nick's perspective. He would probably tell you if I end this start, you know, he wants to go deeper. I mean, this is a guy that threw a complete game this year. He had averaged, I think, seven innings pitch over his last, uh, each of his last six starts. So he'll tell you he wants to go deeper than five, obviously, five plus. But if Sawamura gets out of that and you go five innings with two earned and it's on a Shohei bomb, you basically had five shutout innings. That's essentially what that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, Shohei's going to Shohei. You can't really do exactly. much about that. But uh, Pavetta was spotting it up tonight, dude. He had 11 strikeouts, season high for him. Yeah. And that's yeah. uh, the most strikeouts he's had since. Do you want to take a guess? For Pavetta? Um, yeah. I don't know, what, 19? 2018 with the Phillies. Okay. So it was July 27th, 2018 with the Phillies against Cincinnati. He had 12. Interesting. So Interesting. most strikeouts he's had in a Red Sox uniform. Yeah, I mean, it's simply put in the sixth inning there. Cora brings him back out. I think he's around. Where was his pitch count at? I, I want to get what he actually finished with. He finished with 97 pitches. So you kind of kind of playing with fire there a little bit. I mean, he hadn't been super crisp in this game. You have him go back out there. He walks the first two guys. Let me tell you something, Joey. I know you like talking OB. Yes. There is nothing Dave O'Brien enjoys saying more than, oh, you can't walk that first guy. Trouble yeah. always happens when you walk that first guy. Keep keep an eye on that or keep an ear he's, on that, I guess. He says it every time. He, he says, says it a lot. Time. He also, I've noticed he says swinging for the downs a lot lately. <laughs> yes. uh, but the yeah. biggest one this series, I'm so glad you brought up OB. You know I have OB notes ready to go. OB this series would not stop thanking the viewer for watching the game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Every <Yeah>. single game, <laughs> multiple times a game, he would say, just want to extend a thank you to everybody still watching the game. It is uh, 12.15 back on the East Coast, so we thank yeah. you for sticking with us. It's like, Dave, I I like watching this game. <laughs> there's, no, I know. there's no chore in it. You're very welcome, Dave. From all of us to you, OB, you're welcome. Of course we're the watching. The funny thing... I think in the first game, I believe he said, if you're still up, I'm not sure what you're still doing up. Dave, I'm watching the game. <laughs> watching the game. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, I like I'm watching, watching the games, the man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not a great example because I, I would be up late regardless. But like, mm. if the socks are on in Anaheim, I, yeah, you bet your ass I'm watching the game. Yeah. So I, I thought that one was funny. But no, if you today and Dave also, he had mentioned, and I'm not a jinx guy. Mm-hmm. I am not. I, I think Jinx guys stink. Like, oh, don't say, oh, don't say it. Like, you're, you're gonna, you know, blow the no hitter. Like, do people I, say guys, that to you? Granted, I'm never people say that phrase I, to you a lot. Yeah, people love saying, it, don't say it. But mm-hmm. I am never gonna. Let, let me tell you, Joey. Let me just break down some Jinx rules real quick. Break I'm not a Jinx guy, but I'm never gonna say a pitcher has a no hitter unless it's Garrett Cole or something. Like, I'm never gonna actually say so and so has a no no. You just allude to it. That's when you do mm-hmm. the eyeballs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when people get into that, like, you know. Don't say this, don't say that, because a home run's going to happen. Dave did say, oh, you know, how 
how wild would it be if he gets out of this, you know, after uh, Pavetta walked the first two guys? And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, I don't know. That didn't feel right. Certain lines mm-hmm. don't feel right when you hear them on the broadcast. And I'm like, mm-hmm. e next pitch, three-run homer. So yeah. wasn't meant to be on Thursday night for the Red Sox, but is what it is. you have any other Pavetta thoughts, or, or was that all? Uh, no, that's it, man. I, I'm... I I love watching Pavetta start stuff for exactly the reason that you said earlier. Just the amount of time that he spends between pitches, and you can you can kind of get in his head a little bit, or at least try to, and try to think, you know, what is what is he what is he thinking right now? Where is he going? And he's a he's a fun guy to watch, man. He's uh, expressive. So the the Nickelback thing, I, I wanted to talk. Let's about just jump right to it. Yeah, we don't need a segue. Like, let's get right into it. <laughs> what was that right about? What it. what the hell was Look that at about? This photograph. All right, so I don't hate. I never hated Nickelback. I always thought like the Nickelback hate was a little bit overdone. It was like, really, are they this bad? Yeah. Like, let me let me just remember some of the top songs. Oh, they they, they had the "How You Remind Me" song, right? Yeah. This, this is how is you remind ha- me. I mean, these songs aren't terrible. They're not great. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like, songs are popular for a reason. It's not like popular songs just happen. For the hell of it, They're, they happen because people like them. So uh, the Nickelback thing, Joey, I know you're, you're going to disagree, I think. Yeah. Give me a sec here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't hate it because, let's let's say hypothetically, and this, this felt like it almost happened this year. Let's say hypothetically the Red Sox were on a 14 or 13 game losing streak, mm-hmm. and all the players decided to do like Justin Timberlake walk-ups or something. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, don't think I'm comparing Timberlake to Nickelback. I'm saying, I understand like, what you're saying. Yeah, just rallying artist. around a thing. Yeah, rallying around a thing, and it's an artist that is your walk-up song. Mm-hmm. I would love that so much. I'd be like, this team has never been closer, even though they look absolutely terrible and they've lost 13 <laughs> games in a row. Their manager I got fired the, I, yesterday. I know, I know. That does make it a little weird when you're doing like a cute thing right after. Madden's walking mm-hmm. out the door. Um, but I genuinely think that was very funny. And I also think it's very funny to lose one to nothing <laughs> when, when you do that. When you score, you, you do this cute new walk-up song thing, and you score zero runs. Uh, Joey, that's tough. That's beyond tough. That's just a straight-up bad look. That's so tough. <laughs> it is. So it, I... I did look into it. It wasn't everybody. It was uh, most of the team. It wasn't everybody. I didn't get oh, okay. names here, but well, that's why they that's lost. It's even funnier to be like we're all rallying around this thing, and then actually be like, oh wait, no, most of us are rallying around this thing. You can't do but a team th- thing if the team isn't in on it. Because the doesn't whole that point also, is- doesn't that fit into a thirteen game losing streak where it's like, guys, we can't align on anything. Like yeah. we got a guy on second with no outs. You can't bring me in. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we can't do anything right. We lost two games in a series, one to nothing. Mm-hmm. What is going on here? Yeah, you lose six second, to five when the Red Sox never win. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like, what, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. So um, I honestly, the thing that I found genuinely funny, there's not a lot of times that I'll see tweets and audibly laugh. Some of the tweets mm-hmm. I think that are the funniest, I won't even laugh. Just because when you're sitting by yourself and you laugh, it's a little bit weird. I audibly laughed at the Angels tweet. Oh, my God. What was that? Dude. (laughs) What was that? I'm just going to say that might be the funniest team tweet I've ever seen. I don't know if it was intentional. There's a little bit of intentional humor, but it's also like it's dedication to to an idea. Yeah. And with social teams, I remember with BR, they would make, especially for a time like now, for the finals, Mm -hmm. they would make like two really cool graphics depending on the result one for each team and so i always felt bad for the creator of those because depending on who wins you had to just not post one of them and then it just Mm -hmm. never saw the light of day i think Mm -hmm. the angels clearly went into this game maybe the idea came up during the game they're like you know what guys you know it'd be awesome if we did a look at this photograph and it was of us winning and so (laughs) i'm sure the conversation happened like should we still do it? They lost one to nothing. And then someone said, yes. Shout out to yeah, whoever said, let's still do this. Even though it's of us, the Photoshop is of them losing. I kind of hope it was just like <sighs> one guy. I kind of hope it was just like the social media intern. Like, hey, look, yeah. it's a late game. You know, when the time <laughs> comes, post a graphic that you feel is appropriate. We'll leave it up to you. So. 
go for it. Uh, I hope he was like, oh, I got a great idea. The Nickelback thing. And just earnestly posted that, hoping that people would like be on their side and be like, oh, ha ha, because of the Nickelback thing. Just completely oblivious to what exactly they were doing. I thought it was a fake account when I first saw it. I, Joey, I'm right there with you. I looked at this tweet for like five minutes. I'm like, okay. Is it a verified account that's just writing Los Angeles Angels as their name? Like, I'm trying to find something wrong with this. Mm. And I'm like, wait a second. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just hilarious. It's the team putting an Angels hat on this dude. And it's the look at this photograph photo with an image of Red Sox 1, Angels 0. Just it is strange, dude. If I'm, let, hey, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's say let's I'm, real. I'm a player on the Angels, and I think I'm assuming a lot of them follow the team account. Not loving seeing that. No, no, <laughs> nobody should. That's just crazy, man. For their there 14th loss in a row. There's such That's a strange tough. organization in general, man. Between like not being able to keep a name and. Like having like this weird misplaced sense of identity. They have a movie about them, which I always feel is like a little strange. They don't even feel like I a love real angels team. Angels in the outfield. Are you about to hate on angels in the outfield? No, no, no. I, it's I'm fine with it. I just think it's it makes them feel like not a real team. It's like because I think I I probably saw the movie before I was too familiar with the baseball team. You know? Yeah. But that probably that saw was when they I was were like the a real tight California Angels. Yeah, so it's when. like it's like almost like I come to age at like you know six seven years old. And I'm like, wait, that's a that's a real team. So they have a lot of weird things going on with the Angels. They already are this this funky weird organization. Then to do this like fire your manager, do this weird Nickelback thing, then steer into the Nickelback thing is all very strange. Another little strange thing about uh, the whole Angels presentation. Uh, did you hear what their what their strikeout sound effect is? I did not know. It's the I don't know if you'll find this as weird as I found it. I thought it was really weird. It's the Law and Order boom boom. Isn't yeah, that strange? I, I, well, there's nothing like Los Angeles teams, about that. Nothing Angels nah, about that. I think most of these teams have kind of a weird strikeout thing now. Like, I mean, let's if we're playing it neutral, Joey. Just do you love that? I do, do you actually. Love that? You I do. do. Okay. I I've really never had hate... much many feelings. I remember in eighteen when they started doing that, I was like, "Who whose idea was this?" <laughs> it it kind of catches you off guard when you mm-hmm. when you heard it the first time, right? But yeah. then you just get used to it, kind of per any sound effects at the uh, the ballpark. So, now nah, I don't really uh, whatever you're gonna do as your strikeout thing, just stay consistent. Uh, I do like that the Sox this year with two strikes are just playing a, cu- a bunch of bops. They're, they're just playing like a bunch of instrumentals. Yeah. They got the Jaws instrumental, which is cool. I was cool. going to say the Jaws theme song uh, is That funny. gets me excited. So anytime mm-hmm. you hear like a six-second clip of like a famous movie score, you're like, Sox about to get a K right now. Let's yeah. get this. So I do like that. But no, I don't really have it's just much of an issue with it. I don't know. It's just half It does feel a little lazy. It feels a little yeah, lazy. That's it's for just, sure. Oh, but, you know, we have this sound. I know this one sound effect. We can use this one. Yeah. No, that, that is fair. Uh, we got to talk about Michael Walker a little bit. Michael Walker throws a complete game shutout. At this point, that feels like a week ago. That yeah. was on Monday. Um I just want to say, Joey, without even diving into stats or anything, I mean, the one that sticks out is that it's June 10th mm-hmm. and Michael Walker has a 199 ERA. <laughs> yeah. Well, how what about is life? It? Like, how I, I genuinely don't know how that's possible. Mm-hmm. His high low ERA, I'm not going to calculate it. It's it's 1 30 in the morning right now. So not going to do the numbers on that, but it's very good. You take you take out that uh Chicago White Sox start in in Chi Town. And it's got to be like a whatever. It's probably like a 1-5. So yeah. he's been incredible. 105 pitches on Monday. Gets the complete game shutout. A lot of people to, to credit for that. Cora for letting him go back out there. I was a little bit surprised when no one was warming up. I'm like, okay, we're going to have this guy go for a, a complete game shutout, which I don't think he had done in ages, man. I, I don't I don't know if he even had one. I, I'm sure I don't know. stats would say that it's been like five years or something. But shout out to Justin, by the way. My goodness. Let's do a. I'm gonna do a little quick search of our guy JP because JP Long. I'm, I don't. He's more of a Justin than a JP to me. Mm-hmm. But at Sox Notes on Twitter, a phenomenal follow. If you don't follow him, he's our buddy Justin, and he's a great dude. 
he was on fire this week. And I, I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you, like, yeah, I'm I'm hot right now. Like, feed me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm the hot hand. Like, you got to let me have this one. He had a, another kid recently. I believe another. I don't know if he already had one. So, Justin, mm-hmm. hopefully that's your second. So, I'm not just making up that you have some other kid. But some of these stats, dude, they're just incredible. I mean, complete games thrown by Red Sox starters to tie it back to Waka here. And the last 22 games, the Red Sox have three and their previous 619 games, they had three. <laughs> so What's that's going bananas. On? Yeah. That's Especially with bananas. how long uh, starting pitchers go now versus, you know. I know. Yeah, even a couple of years ago. You know, it's it's uh, the, the art of protecting your starting pitchers is only furthered. So it's, it's strange. It's very strange. But I still had the feeling that it was going to happen around the seventh inning. I was like, this is gonna, we're going to do this again. We're going to run the tape back It had back the vibes. Here. Well, the, obviously, the pitch count was important. You're looking right. at that, and it's like, okay, realistically, he could. Did I think he was going to? No chance. Another one from Justin. This is the first time since July of 2006 the Red Sox have earned multiple one nothing wins in the same series. Obviously, that was against the Royals. We remember that one right, very right, well. Right. And they last did that on the road on August 25th and 26th of 1990. I was Ooh. 12 days old. Oh. When they did it the last time on the road. Any memories so of it? So it has been... I remember that series. Mm, I remember watching series. it with my dad. It was at Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a series, dad. Like, Pour me some more milk, please. Yeah, I was yeah. like, more milk. And what do like newborns eat? Is it just like formula? Like what, Just what, milk. What, what was Seb having early, like early, early? But milk. Just, just like milk. Well, then he's not, not milk, milk, dude. It's, it's They just eat milk? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. It's. I know you're not milk, lying, bro. but it's, it's just the idea of eating milk sounds. Well, he's not sounds, chewing and chomping. Well, the thing is, you're born without teeth, brother. No, so I, you, I know, you just I know. have anyone that has a kid is going to be laughing their ass <laughs> off at me right now. They're like, "What do you think they're mounting down on burgers or something?" Yeah, no, it's it's not not until they're like they've been around for a while, like six months, that you give them like anything more than that. But yeah, no, you were just drinking milk. You were you were chowing down on some milk watching that series. No, I, I remember I remember that series vividly, and we were having dogs and burgers, and it was nice. It was like an end-of-summer cookout. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wonderful. wonderful. But, yeah, I want to get one more here from Justin. Just, again, you got to, you know, give a shout-out to the hot hand. He was just killing it all week long. Lawn? Long? <laughs> Words don't make sense when it's 140 in the morning. Yeah, give Austin us a Davis. Here. Has a 1.64 ERA this season, a 0.45 ERA in his last 19 games, and a zero ERA in his last 10 games. His current 10.1 inning scoreless streak is the longest of his career. So, great follow as always at Sox Notes. A lot of good stuff this week. Mm-hmm. But um, and he extends that tonight yeah, to I, Austin Davis. He kept that alive tonight. He uh, had a yeah. scoreless inning tonight. Um, that Waka stat that you gave to, or, or not just not stat, just the streak that he's on right now uh at the risk of sounding like we're looking ahead a little bit here um Walker's next appearance is going to be against Seattle so oh it will be the odds of him uh maintaining this streak I would argue hi one thing I wanted to bring up with you Joey one of our biggest trends from this year that we were getting going was hashtag be like 96 for this current version of the Boston Red Sox. They started 10 and 19. We wanted them to be like the 1996 Red Sox. Since then, by the way, uh-huh. let me just make sure I got this right. Since they started 10 and 19, I believe this team is 20 and 9. They're 20 and 9. 20 and 9 since starting 10 and 19. So I asked the question to you, Joey. Is it time to ditch no. be like 96? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because the idea was not get ahead of the 96 pace and then we can call it a day. The whole idea was can a 10 and 19 team turn it around to a point where they end an 85 plus win team? So it's not just about, oh, okay, oh, they caught up to him, it's over. The whole thing is maintaining and, and getting there and keeping pace with this team that. And also having a a barometer on what an 85-win pace looks like. 
So right now, I'll give you I'll give you the numbers here of what what they're yeah. looking like. Okay, the twenty two socks, which is the current season, Steve. That that's the one that's happening right now. Uh, they are thirty and twenty eight. The ninety six socks through fifty eight games, twenty four and thirty four. So they are six games up on the ninety six socks. This is not an insurmountable lead by any means. If there was a six game divisional uh, race in early june would you call it would you call the division i uh, no, no no that's no. fair so i think you know for, for the 96 socks to end 85 wins there's got to be a hot streak coming up i don't look ahead i'll tell you that much i look day by day so there's got to be a stretch here where they get really hot and then i th- i think this closes up a little bit and and, and i like having the barometer reading of, of of where we're at compared to an 85 win team are you over i would it? agree with that i would agree with that joey what i want to say here is there are going to be times with this podcast where i just float a question to you because i don't know how i actually feel about it mm-hmm. and i want to see how you feel about it and now i feel how you feel about it that be like 96 was always meant to be a season thing mm-hmm. it was always meant to be an end of the road comp of can they get to 85? Can they get to 90? What is the ceiling for the 2022 Red Sox? Mm-hmm. The fact that it just hit me now, because I'm super awesome at math, mm-hmm. that 10 and 19 is 29 games, and 20 and 9 is 29 games. They have played exactly the same amount Whoa. of games since 10 and 19, right? That's correct. Yeah, because 58, 29. Yeah. Wow. Holy That's cow. That's pretty good, huh? This yeah. is... Wow. So this is 100% a time that we should be checking up on the it old... It really is. Yeah. It, this feels like something we should have had in the notes. I'm like, whoa! Check it us out. Happened. Accidentally yeah. walking into a really, uh, really beautiful little thing here. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful I wonder, thing. what odds do you think, if we talk to our 10 and 19 selves mm-hmm. that Sunday when we recorded after the White Sox came to Fenway and mm-hmm. swept the Red Sox, mm-hmm. what odds do you think we would have put on it that the Red Sox went 20-9 and nine over their next 29 games? I'm maybe saying 2%. Oh, I would, yeah, less. Dude, less. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was strapped in, brother. I was buckled up. I was like, if things are going down, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to have to, you know, man our own ship here. You know what I mean? From a podcast standpoint of like, if, oh, if, yeah. if this no, is going felt down, like people were, were jumping people yeah. that weren't in the, in the, uh, the, the, the life rafts there were, were just jumping. The Titanic was going down mm-hmm. and we were the captain. That's just like, no, I'm going down with the, we ship. were the band, bro. We were the band. We kept the music playing. That would have been Who's us. The captain AC AC is the captain. Yeah. We were the band. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the Red Sox being, I don't know, what are they? The ship itself started repairing itself? The entity of the Red Sox is the ship. Okay. Yeah. And so they started, they were like, wait, it's not sinking. We're just going to like build more planks or whatever. And I know a lot about boats. And we're just going to like build it back and we're, we can probably save it. And now y'all in the lifeboats look ridiculous because we're back sailing again. And y'all are just floating in the Atlantic. <laughs> Peace we are, later. We are on the Red Sox Titanic, Deuce. and this thing is back moving in the right direction. You guys in the life rafts are going down. See you later. See you later. Deuces. Yeah. It's cold in there. It is cold. Even in though that I water. was just saying I would give it less than a 2% chance that they repair the boat, but I still didn't get off the boat. No. On that, on that 10 and 9 boat, we were the band as it was going down, and now we are having. A five-course meal, Joey, as the team continues mm-hmm. to go towards postseason territory. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it's Beautiful going. Stuff. I love the Titanic analogy. I like it, but now, now that we're on like a patched-up yeah. Titanic, like it's still that still sounds bad. Yeah, as soon as you said like we're on the Red Sox Titanic, I was like <laughs> maybe we can call it like the boat. You know, can we? Can- yeah, yeah, we were on. The Titanic, what we thought mm-hmm. was the Titanic going down, mm-hmm. but then we realized, oh no, they went twenty and nine, and their next mm-hmm. twenty nine, we're not on the Titanic, and these idiots in the rafts thought mm-hmm. we were, and now we're on what's the boat called, Joey? We're on Cinaroyo. <laughs> we're on Cinaroyo. Yeah, and it is going in the right direction. Yeah. So I'm very happy. 
the SS Arroyo all aboard. Uh, the SS Arroyo, I like that. That actually sounds like it's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I love uh, Christian Arroyo. How do you feel? Same, bro. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do an hour on Arroyo. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm down. One thing we wanted to touch up on was the Red Sox that have a chance to make the All-Star team, Joey. 100%. The Boston Red Sox. I think there's a couple. I would say there's a couple as well. Voting has opened for the All-Star game. We strongly encourage you to vote for the Sox, Red Sox to be specific. Mm -hmm. Joey, who on this team? do you think is going to make the all-star team? I feel like such a dope saying, like, <laughs> the most obvious the whole thing roster. in the world. <laughs> I mean, it's the most obvious answers in the world. No, there's, but, like, one, there's one question mark. I don't think Bob's a question mark. I think he's a shoe-in. <laughs> of course I think he should be there. Uh, <laughs> Robles, dude. What are you talking about? It's Robles. I mean, is, is Bogey the question mark? No, Trevor Story. Oh, I mean, I considering think it, that the second base position is normally light uh-huh. and he's a guy that obviously has done a lot. Let's just go through some story numbers real quick. I was going to say, this I don't is, know how he compares to other second basemen as far as like offensive stats goes. Another one via Justin, but this is uh, Trevor Story's rankings among AL second basemen. I believe this is as of two days ago. Mm-hmm. 40 RBIs is first. Mm-hmm. 29 runs is first. 22 extra base hits is first. Seven steals is second. Nine home runs is third since May 1st he leads the AL in RBI with 35 and in his last 25 games he has a 255 average and 957 OPS the OPS is the one there that matters more than the average mm-hmm. so he has a very strong case to make the all-star game not saying start but I mean if story goes on another one of those tears and you have three of the four guys in the infield on the Red Sox. Talk about flexing. I know. Like, dude. that would be so baller if they can pull that off. So let's now – let's get into that mode. Let's I, – I want three Red Sox starters in the damn infield. I guess I didn't factor in uh, the the fact that he's competing against other second basemen. You know, I just – Yeah. yeah. I, you just get lost looking at the entire pool and, you know, stories start being what it was. His numbers are, you know, they're not, it's not comparable to the other three guys that we're talking about, you know? Oh, no, no, definitely so, not. But I mean, uh, Jose Offerman started an all star game at second base. So Trevor Story mm-hmm. can definitely do it. Um, yeah. I mean, the obvious guys are, are, of course, JD Devers and Xander. If they stay anywhere near the pace that they've started so far, they will be in LA representing the Red Sox in the all star game. But now, the more we've talked about this, Trevor Story as a starter in the AL. It's possible. It is possible, and I really want to see three Red Sox starters in the infield. Last Mm -hmm. year was really cool. That was my first All-Star experience uh, with a Denchilada, and really anything All-Star related since 99 at Fenway. And for Devers and Xander to start the same All-Star game was just really cool. It was a really neat moment to see with how tight they are. They were together the whole week. Like, it was... From, like, I think getting in Sunday, obviously home run derby stuff Monday, all the media, they were sitting right next to each other. And um, that was just a really cool experience. And they're obviously in a position now to run it back. I I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't know the last time a a shortstop and third baseman have started in consecutive all-star games that are on the same team. I I don't know. I'm just going to say that hasn't happened. We're going to call this blind stats. Mm. That hasn't happened. So they're going to be You're the, the no first shot. Ones to do it. Jeter, Jeter and A Rod never happened. No, no, no. Shot. We're just going to say it just didn't happen. Yeah. So there you go. Don't look it up, but mm. it's never happened. And Xander Endeavors are looking to be the first ones to do it. Uh, but yeah, go out and vote. If you're listening right now, yeah. redsox.com slash all star. Just vote a ton, Joey. Just mm. like constantly vote, even if it says you can't vote anymore. Just try to keep smashing vote and just mm. see what happens. Uh, if you're walking your dog right now, don't care. Vote. If you're feeding your pet turtle, don't, don't care. care. Vote. vote. If you're playing video games with your friend Paul, don't, don't care. care. Vote. vote. So whatever you're doing, don't, don't care. care. Vote. Don't, don't, don't care. Care. Vote. Vote. It's your civic duty, brother. Get out Gotta there vote. and vote. Got to vote. Get out, Go Sox. Go Sox. Get Vote Sox. three How many Sox votes do you get? In the starting lineup. 
Maybe four, JD at DH. It would be sick. Half the AL lineup sucks, dude. Yeah, it's possible. You kidding me? It's very possible, dude, honestly. Uh, How many votes do you get? I think you can vote five five times a day. That's insanity. It is. I just, I I, I miss the days of being at Fenway and getting the ballot that you poke the holes in. I would like bring a pen with me so I could Mm -hmm. poke the holes out Mm -hmm. of, you know, the guys that you were voting for and. And putting the ballot in like that ballot was going to be the difference for mm. Nomar making the team. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. It's always funny. We're like, I'm the reason why Trot Nixon is going to be an All Star <laughs> starter. It's like, no, Stephen, that's not I how did it goes. It. But I did it. Uh, anything else for this series? I think that's that's all we got. Three out of four Red Sox are what seven and one in June. Love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh well, Whit- Whitlock, Whit- Whitlock. I don't know how much. Yeah, we I was going to say we- the. I have three other things, and they're all negative. So I was oh, going to fly just, through. Go fast, then. That's how that works. Go fast. Um, Arroyo getting hit up and in scares me. I don't like him getting hit on the hands or the arms Flight at all. Evaldi right. um, yeah. uh, in Game Three of this series, his fastball velocity was the lowest in any start of his since 2012. And Garrett Whitlock, uh, poof. Hmm. Those are my three thoughts. The Whitlock thing is tough because. I'm sure Core is sick of answering questions about it, and I'm sure they've looked through all the numbers more than we have, obviously. But if the goal is to have Whitlock six innings every five days, I would way rather have him in there for three two-inning appearances in the six to nine-inning range mm-hmm. than once every five games as a starter. Like it just see, I don't know. It's there's sure certain the Red choir, Sox brother, things that I'm with you. No, I know. I'm just saying that there's there's certain Red Sox things that happen that you see, and it just triggers, eh, like, eh, uh, eh, like, doesn't feel right. Like, the alarm's going off. The siren's going off a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to continue to justify him as a starter when how could easily, you know, fill that role. And you have Whitlock back in that, you got to adjust to me in one at-bat. Because if he's getting well, two look, innings, guys are seeing him once. You're not able to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm a little used to him because it's mm-hmm. now the fifth, sixth inning and I've seen him. I think the thinking there, though, is that Hauk might honestly have to replace Hill if Hill is continuing the trend that he's on. You know, it's potentially I, I don't think they're I don't genuinely think they're thinking about that much right now. I don't, I don't think that's a how real do you thing. think Rich is feeling right now physically? You I think, think he feels great. I think he's never felt better. <laughs> Don't you love when the guys in their early 40s, late 30s, like, I've never felt better? Well, just let's stop lying. You absolutely have felt better. Yeah, you know, you've felt maybe way you can better believe it. many times. Maybe you can believe it if they, like, look like Tom. You know, Tom being Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, but it's, I, I think have, have never felt better is so different than, like, this is the best I've felt in, like, a couple of years. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, like, maybe three weeks. Like, I felt way worse in May, but I feel mm-hmm. decent in June. Like, you've, you've felt better, Rich. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's... I, I don't get how having uh, Whitlock for three outings a week, two innings each, in important high-leverage innings makes less sense than him starting one out of every five games when he's averaging four innings a start mm-hmm. and has a 4-1-5 ERA as a starter. Mm-hmm. So I, it still doesn't make sense. But I think, okay. yeah, I, I don't know. I think part of it is that Houck's not going to Toronto. You can't really work how can the rotation right now because it would just throw things into a loop again. They don't go back until late August. So are they waiting until after that? Maybe switch things around? I don't know. But like I said, I think you got to have somebody ready for, you know, Hill, not necessarily just from a performance standpoint, but from the fact that he's 42, you got to have a safety net. I think regardless of whether or not he was struggling right now i think you just got to have somebody in the wing waiting to go if you know throws his back out or something i don't know no if he has the the blister issue has been a big thing for him so there's there's always potential to hit the il i get that but uh but yeah red sox take three out of four in anaheim that is what we expected them to do that is what they did did i think they were going to lose the last game kind of wanted them to lose the first one i mean at least show hayes on the mound everything made sense like I haven't felt this whatever about a Red Sox loss all year. It's like, yeah, I don't, I, it's fine. I don't want to say I don't care, but the Angels weren't going to lose 30 games in a row. Like, they mm-hmm. they finally got a win. You got to rest bogey and story. Mm-hmm. You're now heading into Seattle for hopefully getting the bats a little harder, considering they only averaged a little over two runs a game here uh, in Anaheim. So that'll do it for our series recap of 
Red Sox Angels coming up next. We will talk about this Red Sox Mariners series and give our closing thoughts on Inside the Monster. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and that means, Joey, it is time to preview Red Sox-Mariners, and I'll kick it over to you for the pitching matchups. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, Steve. Uh, the Seattle Mariners really didn't announce any starters. so Why is everybody doing this? I feel like I everyone's doing this. I think it might be, I don't know, I don't know. What I will say is the Sox have, and uh, they are throwing in this order, Hill, Waka, Whitlock. You guys are familiar with those fellas, I presume, if you're listening to this podcast. Um, Now, if you want to draw out the Seattle Mariners rotation and uh, kind of put your own uh, two and twos together, if you will, it's most likely that this series is going to be Gonzalez, Kirby, and Robbie Ray. But Robbie Ray, not Robbie Ray. Is it Robbie yeah, Ray? Robbie, Robbie Ray, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, you're like, how did that happen? When? Who am I? Where am I? Um, <laughs> yeah, Gonzalez Kirby Ray is like most likely what's going to go down. So I would assume that uh, is what's going to happen. And that is your pitching preview. <laughs> that Steve. pitching preview was incredible. That, Thank that you, really. Bro. Yeah, I've been working on that all day. <laughs> uh, time for a weather update. For Seattle, not that it matters too much. That is a retractable dome there because it rains all the damn time. On Friday night, there are going to be showers likely. 67% chance of rain, 54 degrees around first pitch. Saturday night, 39% chance of rain, 52 degrees. And on Sunday, Sunday, the game is 4 Eastern one Pacific, that is going to be 61 degrees, 60% chance of rain. It just rains there every day. Like, everyone always talks so highly of Seattle. And when I hear that, I just think Griffey, so I think good thoughts. Mm. But the images are always rain. Every time it's Monday Night Football with the Seahawks, it's always Russ running around in a wet field and trying to create something. And obviously, he's gone now. But Mm. constantly, any of the scenics, it's like cloudy at best. Mm. So is Seattle really that great? Is it that great? I mean, maybe I'm need, wrong. I haven't been there. Do you need sun to have a great place? Is that a I big like part having of it? sun, Joey. I'm excited yeah. for this weekend. It's going to be sunny, and hopefully mm. the seas take a three-one lead, though. Mm. But yeah, I that'll do it for the weather update. There don't have a ton of predictions either. I think this is going to be a nice series, kind of per usual when they play specifically in Seattle. Something about the games in Seattle, the mm. vibe at that park. I'm sure a lot has to do with it that they haven't made the playoffs in 21 years. Is It's easy to watch because it doesn't feel like a ton is on the line. <laughs> like it always, the Mariners games over the years mm-hmm. have always felt like, yeah, let's put it on, yeah. get in your comfy clothes, sit on the couch, yeah. watch Sox Mariners. You know, maybe some weird stuff happens. We can tweet about it. Sox Twitter is going to be relatively asleep. I know it's the weekend. It's the latest starts. Anyone's ever had. Yeah. It's the latest starts in baseball history. Yeah. But But it's also the end of a road trip, the end of a a West road trip with an off day at the end of it. And then you know that you're coming home to see Oakland. So, and you're coming home for the only home stand in June for like a, you know, a a pretty short home stand. Just a, just a right two series home stand and then back on the road three. You got Oakland. Definitely not true. It is St. a Louis full week. Detroit. Oakland, St. Yeah. Louis, and Detroit. So yep. that is a long two-game homestand they have coming up at Fenway. That's a two-series. Did I say two-game? <laughs> I think it's a two-game. I don't know. Louis. Again, guys, anyone listening, it's 2 a.m., all right? Some things yeah. are going to are gonna slip through the cracks. It's, it's all good. But, yeah, I think for this series, Joey, I'm not going to have any any big bold prediction or anything. Sometimes if you don't have the, the tingles, then you just don't do the prediction, which is fine. Mm. But... It is hitting me. 
that if you just go two and one here, if you win the series, you go eight and two on the West Coast trip. I need Spear or Justin or Red Sox stats. Somebody let me know the last time they've gone eight and two on a West Coast trip. That would be very impressive, regardless of the team. I'm sure some World Series teams didn't do that. So take this series, win another series, come back home. You get a day off, much needed day off, mm. which will land on game five of the finals. And then you got Oakland, St. Louis, and Detroit at home. So those Beautiful are stuff. those are winnable games. Albert Pujols coming to Fenway for the last time. A lot of cool stuff around the corner here. But that will do it for our series preview. One thing before we forget, Nate, you're probably listening to this like, guys, not again. Series MVPs, Joey. Hell yeah. <laughs> we Hell almost yeah. forgot. About series MVPs from the Angels series. Obviously, this is a little out of order, but it's all good. Real quick, I got to go Michael Walker. I, if you told me he was going to throw a nine-inning complete game shutout, which is what nine innings is, I would not have believed you. So I am going to give Michael Walker, even though it's a four-gamer, the series MVP. Who do you got? I was going to say, yeah, he only played in one of those games. There are four it of is true. them. So that, that's quite the... Uh... Quite the award there, Steve. My guy, Steve. I know who hit, you're picking. This is obvious. Yeah. Hit 363 this series. Four RBIs. And you could argue one, two of those games. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Dahlbeck. He's your series Bobby MVP. Bobby let's, let's clap a little bit for Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby he needs Dahlbeck. the claps. He, as you guys at home probably noticed... Continues to be the only player on the Boston Red Sox that the fans do a chant for when <laughs> he is at the plate. The Bobby chant made it to Anaheim. Which Hell is, yeah. That'll always be funny for a guy that's hitting 190. Like, awesome. He's still getting the chant, man. People love him, man. So, Did you hear Maz call him Brian Dabak? I missed it, and I'm so upset I missed oh, it. Oh, man, it was awesome because I don't know if it was accidental or not. It was tough to tell. But that would be funny if he just he starts calling guys by like 90s names. Like there goes <laughs> Jeff Fry making a play. But yeah, yeah I yeah. I want to get Brian Daw back on here. It's a guy that some of the younger listeners probably don't even know about, but he was a uh, important part of some of those teams that were right before them finally breaking the curse. So that'd be cool if we could get him. Coming up next, closing thoughts on episode 23 of Inside the Monster. That is next. We are back on Inside the Monster. It is time for closing thoughts. Joey, the NBA Finals are going on. I love the Boston Celtics. I've always loved the Boston Celtics. Dana Barrows, Walter McCarty. I have a, a bobblehead of Walter McCarty, and I'm like, oh, right, that, that's Tatum's number, zero. That could like, be nobody. You could be making up that name. I have no idea. Walt, you don't know Walter McCarty? No. Oh, there's a lot of people listening right now. Not going to be happy know, about that, Joey. I know Bill Russell, Larry Bird. And that's <laughs> it. No, not a soul more. I love Walter when Tommy Heinz would yell that. But Walter McCarty was a fan favorite. I love him. A real fan favorite, not Scal. My God, if I got to keep hearing Scal break these games down. Eddie House has been so good. I, I'll never understand the Scal You don't fan like club. Scal? I'm sure he's a nice enough dude. It's just... The delivery, if you're going to be doing analysis, you got to be able to talk and like deliver your words, and he stumbles over everything. Whatever, that's a whole separate thought. But closing thought here, Draymond Green is such a clown. Like I, I can't remember. People always love throwing like the, oh, and that's why we love Draymond. He's the villain. No, he's a legitimate clown. Like This guy gets away with murder, and they give him you know a, a slap on the wrist. It's like he's constantly not getting teed up early in the series was garbage. Mm -hmm. Him, obviously, then running home to do his podcast. We do a podcast. We all do a podcast. We, we all I, have do no, a podcast. I have no real issue with that. It's just if you're going to be doing mm -hmm. a daily podcast and you're averaging as many points in the series as fouls, it just is. A, I don't think it's a great look personally. No. But the thing that I hate the most about Draymond and all the stuff that happened after game three was we're like forgetting how much of a goof this guy is. Like, he curses out players, flips off fans, is constantly, quote-unquote, trying to get under skin, but he's really just being a jerk. He's being a bully out there in the worst possible way, and now we're supposed to feel bad that the fans are saying, F you, Draymond? What are we talking about? Yeah. His wife having an IG story 
about like have some class, Steve Kermich. Oh, classy. You got Clay. Say, oh, real, real classy Boston. Clay, who was making fun of LeBron years ago in the finals for having his feelings hurt. And then saying real classy, the fans are swearing. Draymond swearing in the postgame presser with his kid that looks like he's like three years old right next to him. It's just the hypocrisy, Joey, drives me nuts. Like, don't be I, – I hate front runners. Mm-hmm. Worst thing ever is front runners. And war, a lot of Warriors fans are that. What is, what is, and a lot of what the, is that? It's like, that? oh, it, when the going's good, it's all, you know, look at us, yippee. Mm-hmm. But then the second it goes poorly – it's uh boo hoo. It's like no, you got to be able to. If you're gonna give it, you got to take it. Mm-hmm. And for us to, and you know, fans in general, I, I'm sure it's just Warriors fans are upset they lost Game Three. Who knows? They might tie the series up on Friday. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a tight series. But I can't believe the amount of people on the Warriors side that have come out and been like so stunned that Celtics fans to a guy that has been a jerk to players on their team. That the fans aren't going to chirp him and chant "F you, Draymond." It's the finals. Grow up. Like, what? What is this? Like, oh, there's kids in the crowd. Like, they they haven't heard some of this stuff. Like, I I, I don't. I have no time for I it, think Joey. It's ridiculous. I one thing I want to point out mm-hmm. that's getting just forgotten in this. Draymond has the most like unnecessary confidence for a guy that is not even like the fourth reason why they've won three rings. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin Durant is why he has two of his three rings. Mm-hmm. That's an enormous reason why. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, first ballot Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Draymond, obviously, in his prime, good defender. Mm-hmm. And he, he could score a little bit. That's it. And yeah. he walks around like he's Bill Russell, like he's like the one of the best players in, in league history. I love how Kevin Durant handled the hostility that Celtics fans gave to Kyrie. He's like, it's the playoffs. It's This is to be expected. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have a history with Kyrie. They're going to be chirping him. Yeah, that's how you answer the question. You don't go to the post game and cry about, oh, it's, you know, real classy Boston. Last thing on this, Joey, last thing. It's a long final thought. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it's like playing in Boston if you think saying, oh, real classy and, oh, real pipe it down, guys, with the swears is going to make it better for you in the next game. On Friday night, the Warriors. I don't know if they're going to get destroyed in the score. I hope they are. Probably not. But they're going to get destroyed by the fans 10 times worse than whatever they thought it was in Game 3. Calling the fans out, saying they're called classy, it's only going to make it worse. So you guys are going to get it on Friday night. Get ready. That was my first thought. It's like, why would you say that? Exactly. You have a game coming in a few days. It's just like, no like you said, it's a great way to just wear a shirt on a shirt on your chest. Like swear swear at me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great it. way to say like I don't know what this town is like. It's like you just said, <laughs> yeah. hey, I don't really appreciate when you guys do that. Please refrain from doing that. My goodness. Less bad words. My goodness. There are kids Would here. You contain yourselves, please. <laughs> That's insane that you think first grade teacher voice is going to work on the city of Boston, Massachusetts. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh I will say, though, um, I know this isn't like uh, super kosher to say right now because like it's kind of like screw the Warriors moment right now. And I might be stepping outside the lines a little bit, but I'll let you know if you are. But Clay Thompson, I believe, is like genuinely a good dude. And I. And I think that he wants to be somebody who talks smack, and he's just bad at it. Oh, he's very like, bad at I it. I think he's that's done not it him. Again. No. So I think that's really what this comes down to. I think, honestly, if you were to <laughs> like, you know, take a, a private survey of everybody in the Warriors locker room, they would be like, yeah, I don't know what the hell Clay was talking about there. I think that was genuinely just a nice dude trying to sound tough and trying to like say something like, Oh, I'm going to stir the pot here, but that's not him at all. And he just did a bad job of it. Well, I think clay is a little quirky and like, he'll probably say things that in his head, he thought it was perceived as a joke. Cause even seeing the video of it, he's like real, real classy Boston, like real classy. Like, I don't think he thought it was going to be the reaction that it was, Mm -hmm. but which is everyone going 
Oh, you think that was bad, bro? Like, I know, yeah, yeah, I know, crazy. But no, I mean the summary is that Draymond's a goof. Mm. He's a dirty player. I uh, he stinks at this point of his career. He's literal garbage. Mm. Like the guy has 15 fouls in the series and 15 points, and he loves yeah. chirping at, at Cedric Maxwell, Hall of Famer, Finals MVP. Cedric saying that you know Draymond would get clocked in this era, and of course Draymond was going to come back with something over the top. Like, oh, you wouldn't have been doing it. Cedric didn't say he'd be clocking him, but like the point is. Draymond would be treated way differently in the 80s NBA than he would now. He gets away with a lot of stuff in this current version of the NBA. He, I know he was chirping Pierce back in the day. Loves chirping Grant Williams. He loves flexing the rings. Draymond, you would not have any of these rings if you got drafted by like 29 of the other teams. So it's it just drives me nuts when these guys all act tough and have this fake cockiness and confidence when – you're you're doing that because you have rings to back it up that were given to you by other players on your team that are mm-hmm. all-time players. Mm-hmm. So Draymond's a goof. He's a clown. He's a loser. And ideally, he loses this series in six. That's what I'm pulling for, Joey. Yeah. So let me let me um, just uh, I'm gonna nix my closing thought just so that I can jump onto yours for another minute here. Yeah. Um, I've worked out your whole wanting them to win in six thing, and it's not going to happen, and here's why. Don't say that. Why is this your thing? Why would this well, be the closing thought? Because uh, this thing that we're talking about right now, this whole you know, be nice to me on the court thing is happening right now, right? So I would argue that's helping the Celtics' odds in game four, right? Be nice to me. What are you talking about? This whole thing that we just talked about. This whole like, hey, stop being mean to us. Well, that's a fan thing. So, what are you saying the impact on the game is going to be because of that? I think that helps the Celtics a lot. Does it not? That the Garden's going to presumably be oh, no, a yeah, lot no, they'll, louder. They'll, 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 right. But I, I mean, the, the Warriors are smart. They know that that's coming. I mean, they're going to be given a championship effort in Game Four. They don't want to go back to Golden State. Um, you know, back to San Fran down three one. Obviously. But if they do, I don't think you have it in you to root against the Celtics in game five on a oh, night when they could win. I did it in 2008. But a <laughs> night they could win the championship and go, uh, don't win, don't win? I basically, All right, here's the thing, Joey. That's I had a tough. chance to know. go to the clincher. Joey? Yep. I at least have some some experience to back this one up. Because okay. I had a chance to go to the clincher in 2008 for game six. My brother mm-hmm. Dan ended up going. We were trying to figure a way that I could get to it. It would have involved me using all of my graduation money, and I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So... It's not like you're rooting against the Celtics in Game 5. That That's a different thing than being okay if they drop it because then you have a chance to see them win the NBA title at home, which never happens. Like The odds of that are very slim. The Red Sox have been typically great over the years. They've won one World Series at home in the last like 100 years. So it's very rare to see your team win at home. I believe I have a chance of seeing the Celtics in Game 6. And naturally, I'm going to want that to happen. So right, worst right. case scenario, if they lose in six, Joey, they just won a game seven on the road in Miami. So it's not that your worst case scenario is not absolutely terrible. Do I think they would do it again? Back to back series? Probably not, but it is possible. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. See. The Celtics have a 2-1 series lead in the finals. I can't believe this is happening considering what was going on in November and December. But it's been fun. You know, Elaine and I moved into this area in January. And it's been a ton of fun following this run. It really has. The, the area has been buzzing. A lot of it was for bees, and then the seas kind of took over, and now it's all Celtics. And it's been cool to be in the heart of it. So we will see if they can take a commanding 3-1 series lead on Friday. But I'm already nervous, Joey. I'm going to tell you that much. Oh, me too. Man. You love the seas, dude. Oh. The seas are your squad. My, who's that guy? Um he used to wear twenty uh, one. Twenty one on the yeah. Side. He used to wear twenty one. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he played for the season. Mm, You're talking about a Celtics yeah, player that used to wear twenty one. No, I, no. I was hoping that you would have an answer. No, I, I no, couldn't I, even I, tell you the last. Let for for the sake of this, Celtics player to wear twenty one. Oh, Bill Sharman. Oh my God! How did I forget Bill Sharman? That's why he was the last guy. He's got his number up in the rafters. Oh. My dad would be upset. My dad's a Bill Sharman Bill guy. Bill Sharman. Hey, he was a legend. And then he went on and invented toilet paper. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Bill Sharman's one of the one of the greatest players in team history. But that will do mm-hmm. it for episode 23 of Inside the Monster. The Red Sox 
are seven and one in June. They head to Seattle to get rained on, but it doesn't matter because they have a retractable roof. And Joey, all we're asking for is a series win. Come home with the eight and two West Coast trip. Get an off day, watch the seas, and then you got Oakland at home. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.